What if your life was a dance? What if you could learn to perform it with grace and power? My name is Tudor Alexander, and I want to be your partner as we choreograph the dance of life. Join me as we share in some of the most meaningful life lessons and strategies that I've discovered in my career as a professional athlete and entrepreneur. We'll talk business, transformation, gratitude, and everything in between as we dance our way through life. Together, we'll learn and navigate life's changes and dance to whatever the music is playing. Are you ready? It's time for the dance of life. Today, my guest is Anita Geis or Anita Fordengeist. Anita Fordengeist. Nice, Anita. <laughs> Anita is awesome, and I want her to share her story because I think what she is doing and what she's out to do is super positive because she's a positivity coach and she has a wonderful vision. So, why don't you tell them a little bit about what you are up to in life and what you're doing? Okay. So, my vision is that we thrive through connection, and it is an area in our lives that we either roll over or don't really take the time to process. So I look at myself as a personal trainer for the heart and mind. Oh, I like that. To to reconnect our to ourselves, to reconnect to others, to the planet and the world around us. Hmm. So that's what I like to be a part of. And what what do you think about I mean this is something we could talk about for a whole nother episode, but just the <laughs> impact of technology and our modern day on our connections with, you know, you mentioned the environment with each other, with, we have all these applications and tools to connect, but we rarely use them. What has been the impact on people in your circle that you've seen and what's motivated you to pursue this life path? Well, I think that I don't see these tools being used as a connection, Mm -hmm. as a connection device. We have these devices and we sort of use them in the way that we are told they are to be used in. Yeah. You know, we use our phones to text. We use our phones to find apps about all kinds of different things and to access information. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we use it to connect to each other, mm-hmm. but usually in a very surface way. What makes it a connection? What makes it an authentic connection? I mean, obviously... You know, even face to face, you could say that some most of our connections are inauthentic or they're just surface level. So, what mm-hmm. to you makes it a connection? I think it's finding out about each other. It's mm-hmm. meeting someone, whether that be online or uh, via text, what have you, mm-hmm. and saying, "Hey, you know, I like your vibe. What are you about? Flirt with me. Talk to me." Yeah, and we don't do that. We leave it at, you know, meet, meet, we'll meet at seven and then we meet at seven and then half the time, half of us have our phone out there. So mm-hmm. we're not completely connected to that moment. Mm-hmm. I think we need to connect to the moment and to the people that we are with and not let the extraneous come in. So really it's what I'm getting is it's a combination of number one, being fully present to what it is in front of you. Yes. And number two, having a genuine curiosity about that particular person or place or whatever it is so that you're you're really authentically interested in what it is rather than just, you know, surface level. Right. And it, and it also it comes down to enthusiasm. It mm-hmm. also is, do you want to be 
in that place with that person or in mm. that situation mm. and bring your curiosity, enthusiasm to it. Yeah. Involve yourself hmm. instead of expecting, you know, sort of you get to the party and everything is there. No, Everybody's on their phones. Right. And, but get to the party and bring yourself to the party. Yeah. Show that up. will pull other people into your party. Yeah. I mean, and that's the metaphor for life right there too, whether the party's in the, in the meeting room or if it's an actual party. Right. You know, well, that's really cool. I mean, I think there's never going to be a short supply for that kind of work. And what is, is it uh, thrive through connection? That's basically, uh, that's the title of that's of yeah, that's, that's my company's name. Is yeah, drive through connection. Drive through connection. What is that doing to create more of those experiences in people, or empowering them to create those types of experiences in people? What's your vision for that? Well, I think I am a, a harbinger, which is usually used as a negative term. Yeah, <laughs> usually harbinger of doom, doom or something. Right? No, but I'm I'm a I'm I'm, I'm a harbinger of of connection. I'm there to say this mm -hmm. is a basic common human need. I mean, if we look at articles, there's a whole book written through the National Geographic Society that goes to several places in the world and they have come up with seven places in the world that are known for longevity. Oh. And one of the reasons... Like lifespan. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. And one of the reasons is because of the connection that people have oh, yeah. with their community. Absolutely. Connection that people have to fulfilling work. Mm-hmm. So connection is the common theme that runs through almost everything that we do. We just have to make sure that we take advantage of that connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I recently read an article, I think, you know, in the same vein as that, that basically said that the top two factors for longevity, uh, you know, like diet and exercise was like at the bottom. The top two was really your connections with others and your integration into society, like your sense of purpose. Right. Much. And your and your community. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you got it. You hit it right on the head. That's exactly what it is. And, yeah. and we think, especially in a Western society... Because of how we structured our culture, mm -hmm. it's diet, exercise, work, but not necessarily how these things resonate or how you connect to them or mm. how you make your choices and decisions utilizing that sense of connection. It's mm. just these diet, exercise, work has to be done. Yeah. Instead of evaluating how the core level of what needs to be in your life works into those things hmm. yeah we're social creatures i mean everything we do has to have a social foundation to it or a social mm -hmm. perspective and i think when you ignore that the the cost on your health and your your sense of well-being you know just your sense of happiness all those things are definitely affected by the social they're, connections they're greatly and affected your sense of connection to even nature i mean that's yes. a, that's a big one yes too. and there so. there are a lot of studies that um indicate you know, we see these scenes of people walking on a beach and we mm -hmm. say how lovely and how wonderful and it makes us feel good. But part of the reason for that, if we take that connection and really bring it down to its basic, it's when you walk on the beach barefoot because then you're actually physically connecting mm. to the earth. Yeah, there's that whole grounding, so, the yeah, grounding grounding, movement. And there's yeah. an energy exchange mm -hmm. yeah. that we don't really take the time to look at and connection isn't necessarily a, a 
a time consuming thing. Mm-hmm. It's an awareness. Yeah, yeah, I like that. More than anything. Yeah, it's just a it's a dimension of awareness. Mm-hmm. Am I connected or not? Mm-hmm. Right. So well, what's your favorite part of the work that you get to do with people? I mean, there's a lot of aspects to this kind of work. You have group events, you have one-on-one work with people, you you create content and, and share your message. What is your favorite part? Uh, my favorite process? part is the actual connection with the person. Yeah. Is is eyeball is eyeballs, not necessarily one-to-one, mm-hmm. but if I'm in a group situation, when I see the light bulbs going on mm. in their eyes, that doesn't mean, oh, I, I, I have this right, or they, the moment that they get it. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> it is for them, because what it, it's different for all people. Mm-hmm. But when I see that light of connection. Mm. When they're connected to that experience. Exactly. Yeah. Whether that because they went back to, gosh, when I was eight and, you know, I had a similar situation they're connecting to it somehow, whether that's mm-hmm. through their past experience, present. Yeah, or we what all they see kind of mirror future. each other and, and find right. ourselves. But that's it. The moment that I see the light bulb going. Yeah. I've had so many people tell me the same thing when you're working with, with other people is that the, the biggest breakthrough is when, when you see somebody else get it, you know, yeah. and it's such a, such a cool experience. I totally agree. When somebody actually gets it, it is especially in a teaching role and a coaching kind of role. It's the most satisfying mm-hmm. thing. Well, what, you know, with your business, when did you decide to do this life path? What, what motivated you to articulate this particular message to the world? Um, I think it came to me rather organically. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was a particular aha moment. Yeah. It was more that I was actually in a situation where I had moved to a very small village, Hmm. and I am a big city girl, (laughs) and I found myself struggling so much, and I thought that there were several factors affecting that. But then I sat down, and I said, the issue here really is this lack of connection and a connection I was challenged to find in this new place. Hmm. So then I just started thinking about how can I connect there? How can I continue con- to connect to people I had great relationships with mm. elsewhere in the world? And I found myself spending more time alone than I was accustomed to. So mm. I started looking at the connection I could have with the environment, getting out into my surrounding area. Mm-hmm. So I started looking more and more at ways that we connect. Mm-hmm. And then that grew into how it affects our communication. Yeah. So like little by little, it kind of just took the action. It and wasn't it, an aha. And it just developed into mm-hmm. uh, a life way, a way of being, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And that, and so I discovered how I can connect to something, someone, an animal, anywhere I am. And recharge. Hmm. Yeah, they say that, uh, you know, when we go out into nature and we spend some time, just even like a, a day, just to disconnect from the noise, from the the information pollution, I guess mm-hmm. I would call it, you know. <laughs> good word. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to I'm gonna coin that. There you go. <laughs> yeah, the information pollution. And it's just, uh, just a day of, of dis- disconnecting so that you can let that ambient almost randomness of nature kind of flush right. your system a right bit. so you 
it's disconnecting to reconnect. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we get overwhelmed with information. And I think we do. You got to just pull the plug sometimes. Right. So, well, with your future, I have a question about your future and where you're taking this company and what, what you hope to do with it. What does that look like for you? Let's say five years from now, 10 years from now, what does the future look like? And particularly, what will you have to do uh, to get there? Who do you have to be? What do you have to give to get to that future? You know, okay. and what's the, what's the big picture? Um, in five years, I really want to be talking to groups and individuals that have the desire to have an enriched, exuberant life. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's something that we're very challenged with right now. Mm-hmm. Because we're very go through the motions and get it done. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to help them reconnect to that. So my my job is to help enrich other people's lives. Mm. Motivating others motivates me. So I want to continue to speak to people, coach with people, mm. speak to groups, go to events. Do you have a book? Uh, planned at all? I mean, I know you said you really like writing. But. Yeah, I do like writing. Um, I have a, I do have a book uh, that I have been writing about communication and the different layers of communication. Yeah, and you've done a lot of work in that department. Yeah. What? Uh, just so kind of they're aware of, because I think that's really worth sharing as far as the experience you've had mm-hmm. in, in some of the communication and and team and workshop and stuff. Yeah. You've done. Um, I've I've done workshops in several, several arenas from hospitality to career change management mm-hmm. to social social networking. Uh, and I also have my degree actually is in communication studies with an emphasis in public speaking. Oh, nice. So it's the, I think the idea for it started a long time ago. Yeah, it's and funny how it's, the seed is just kind of blossoming. It's coming to a different level of fruition than I originally thought. Yeah. And I think that's because many of the arena, arenas I wanted to go into didn't resonate with me. Hmm. So I needed to go through the process of saying, hmm, okay, that doesn't connect with me. What will? Because I was originally going to be a hmm. psychologist. Oh, okay. That was my original did track. You, did you have a degree in psychology? Uh, almost. Almost, and then almost, almost, because then I switched the the degree to uh, public speaking. Oh, okay. Because psychology, in my capacity at that time, I felt that psychology would be used to honestly help people get to a level of existence. Mm. where they could exist in a calm way. I wanted to go to the next level mm. where they could thrive. Yeah. And become that person for themselves, for their families, for the planet that yeah, they they're would Yeah, a generative be, force, right, not just they could contribute in a way. Neutral. Right. Mm. Well, with with the current situation that you're in right now, with where you are with your business, what can you share has been a challenge on the journey there. So I'm looking for basically a a time when you were really challenged and particularly how you got out of it. You know, a lot of us who are creating a life that we love and going through these different things, whether we're entrepreneurial or we're doing our own 
you know, in a corporate job, it doesn't really matter if you're trying to create something more for your life. If you're trying to thrive, right, there's always going to be bigger problems. And the key is to how to surmount those and come back to motivation. How do we come Mm -hmm. back to love? How do we come back to being in a Mm -hmm. creative state? So for you, can you share a challenging memory, whether it's recently or, you know, when you first started? How did you get out of that back to thriving? (laughs) Let's use that word. I would say the biggest challenge in it was was for me to make a mental leap mm-hmm. from feeling lonely mm-hmm. in this place of very small village and there was a language barrier and to go from being lonely to alone and valuing that and and seeing that that allowed me the time and the emotional space to reconnect to myself, hmm. which then just brought that gift to connect. How long did that take? I mean, I can't imagine going from, let's say, a, I'm a city city boy myself, too. <laughs> I, mean, I, I would go nuts living. In a, <laughs> there were those go, moments. Yeah. How long did that process take for you to, to kind of work with that situation? I would say it took a good couple of years because okay. it's, it's back and forth. Mm-hmm. It's not just... I am, I am, today I am not going to feel lonely and I'm going to be alone and I'm going to go out into, into the world and I'm going to hike and I'm going to touch my environment and I'm going to connect to whoever I see. Mm. It's back and, it's back and forth. So it took a a good couple of years before, you know, I would wake up and and it's, it's a mindset. It's a mindset of positivity. And that's part of what I do is it's, you, you can't exist on, you know, kind of being a game show host. We don't exist that way. Yeah. And like gung ho and go, go, go. But if it's you a have cycle, a cycle, yeah. Right. I mean, but if you have a mindset that's positive, then you wake up in the morning and instead of saying, Oh gosh, I I just I can't do this another day instead of what you want is how am I gonna do this today? Mm. What am I going to do to reconnect to myself? And in my case, people maybe that are far away Mm -hmm. today and not allow these self-imposed obstacles to get in my way. Mm -hmm. And that's the mindset that you have to have. What do you do to maintain that kind of mindset? I mean, what are some actual practices? Um, Do you talk to yourself? Do you journal? Do you meditate? I do. I meditate every morning. Oh, good for you. Um... And I... How do you meditate? Do you use any particular method or it's it's a, it's a... I, I'm good for about 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. After that, That's pretty good. I'm gone. That's <laughs> 20 minutes is an achievement of today's standards. <laughs> uh, but I do, I do it every morning and that sets my intention yeah, for the absolutely. day. And then I will take my, my mantra and I will write it somewhere. Oh, nice. Because okay. it is easy to... Does your mantra change every day or is it... Is it that intent that you generated for that day or is it... it it's, it's, it could be both. You know, mm-hmm. some, some days um, I will wake up and my intent is a physicality. So mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. I'm going to intend on doing something that will revive myself physically. Okay. Yeah. Other it's days... It's got a physical outcome it, in, in Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, other days it's an emotional one. Mm. Uh, and sometimes I'll have the same mantra... For a couple for, days. For a couple weeks, of days yeah. because I haven't hit what I wanted. I haven't mm. achieved what I've wanted to achieve. I see. Um, 
and music. Music, music. is huge. Like listening to music? Listening or- to music. If I feel that I don't have my outlook where it needs to be that day, there are certain certain types of music, certain songs oh, yeah. that Absolutely. I listen to, and I'm I'm right there. Whether that be because the melody resonates with me, or the, the lyrics, words, yeah. mm-hmm. or just the energy that I get from the music yeah. itself will re-energize me. So I never go too far away from a source of music. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I think music is such a powerful motivational tool. It's, it's simple and it's sound in general is just a very powerful thing. Mm-hmm. So. And, and, it, and it, resi- it doesn't require thought. You yeah, don't have to just, analyze boom. it. It just is there. It's there. Yep. You become part of it. And you become part of it and then you naturally energize from it. Yeah, I love that. Awesome. I mean, I think since I was a little kid, I'd always use music to some some degree to motivate myself, to help me visualize, mm-hmm. to help me get out of a mood. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I have music from everywhere from the 1920s to now. Yeah. So, there's it's and it could be classical. It could be pop. Um, it can be opera. It's whatever. And, and I allow that notion to resonate with me. So, if I go and choose music, I will just sit there and stare at my options and one will jump out at me. Mm-hmm. And it'll say, oh, today is classical. Yeah. Today is... Whatever the universe moment. has the... Right. <laughs> this moment is, you know, 1980s big hair band. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever it may be, <laughs> that moment, it, it'll just naturally come to me. Yeah. And just open yourself up to it. Mm-hmm. Well, what's your current recurring obstacle? I always ask this question because it's like there's always that recurring thing that kind of comes around, whether it's external, you know, whether it's like a a technical thing or a financial thing, or if it's internal, if it's like, uh, you know, I have a hard time, you know, paying attention or I have a hard time communicating, whatever, I don't know what it is, but everybody has some kind of recurring obstacles in their life. And particularly what I'm looking for is how you recover from it. How do you accommodate for it? Do you have a plan to you know, get rid of it permanently. What's in a recurring obstacle in your current work and your life paths and how you're doing what you're doing? I think I have, I have two. Mm-hmm. I think the one that's most obvious is technology mm-hmm. because I firmly believe that technology can be a very effective tool for connection. Yeah. And yet I'm the first one to admit that my, <laughs> frustration levels with technology are maddening. Yeah. And so I will step away from the technology Mm. that I so desire to use as a form of connection Mm. more quickly than I want to. I will, I will walk away from it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a learning curve or just finding ways to use it that resonate with me. So using technology in a way that's not necessarily technological uh, would be one of them. I think the other thing is motivating yourself from the time, from the time I wake up Mm -hmm. in that I think I, I don't think I could just wake up and have my day. I think it's very important that for myself and for everyone else, you have that mantra or you start out with a meditation or you start out Connecting with your dog, yeah, taking some them kind on of some, some some sort of a, a, a generating force mm-hmm. to start your your day, yeah, 
that will propel you to succeed at whatever it is that you may be doing, whether mm-hmm. succeeding to you is to make sure that you have eight glasses of water, yeah. you know, whatever that is, whether it's whatever you need to do to make that happen, you make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, if I use the water example, if I'm having a challenging time, I will wake up and put eight glasses out on that counter. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Just put Visually them see that's what right. your goal is. That's what it is. <laughs> so that's what you're doing. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> Got to make sure you cover them so no flies exactly, end up in there. Exactly. But I think the, the technology and, and setting my intention when I wake up is the most important one. And it could be as simple as waking up and embracing whatever that day I see outside of my window is. Mm. If it's a rainy day, how I'm going to make the most out of that rainy day. Yeah, how are you going to take it on? Right. If it's a sunny day, well, maybe I'm going to get out in it right now and get started that way. Mm. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really about your mindset. that you And mm-hmm. that has to take conscious... It has to take be a conscious act, you know, that you... You can't just, I remember reading something about how to, uh, how to own your day. I remember mm-hmm. it was like a book of some kind I read. And the main thing was really, if you want to own your day, you got to own the morning. You got to own the beginning of your day. Right. And that requires the preparation, the time to, you know, transition and to set an intention, like you said. You yeah. know, it's, it's so critical because we, we tend to just go with momentum. And if you wake, if you don't own the morning, then the rest of your day, you're, you're screwed. I mean, you, right. I mean, how many times have we all come around? to the end of a day and said to ourselves, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> I know I go? drove places <laughs> oh, and God. I now have a bag of groceries in my home, but I really don't have a clear recollection of any of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It happens to me more than once. That's for right? sure. <laughs> Well, what advice do you have for people in your in your field or, you know, entrepreneurs or people who, anybody really, what's what's your advice? What comes to mind right now? Um, I would say connect. To, that's what we need to do is have that be your intention to connect, whether that mm-hmm. be through technology to our dogs, our, our birds, to each other, to ourselves. The important thing is to, is to connect to something every day. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily take, you know, an hour and a half to do so. And then you can start with your day. The more you do it, the faster it comes. It's almost like you. it can be almost wake up in the morning, take a deep breath, connect and go. Mm. And that helps you see the situations that you come up with and upon every day mm-hmm. and connect to them. Yeah. It just makes you more mindful, it sounds like. Exactly. Yeah. And and mindful kind of has a has a very yogi kind of connotation yeah, to it yeah, in these exactly. days. And that's not what it is. It's, yeah. a, it's a level of awareness yeah, absolutely. that doesn't that doesn't necessarily take away your sense of humor or your ability to be in the moment. Yeah, it's not uh that's not stuck up or anything like no, that. No, no, no. Yeah. It's just making the most of your day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. The most of your moments. Thriving instead of surviving. Exactly. <laughs> Surviving's easy. It We're is, here. Yeah. We're here, so we are surviving. We're already alive. <laughs> but thriving is is a whole different level. I like that. Well, what are you excited about? Anything coming up? Any events you're going to be hosting or anything in your personal life that you're excited for as far as... Anything that you're looking forward to creating? Well, well, I'm I'm really hopeful that 
the area that I live in, um, coaching is, is really taking on uh, a new element, which mm. is, which is really interesting. So I hope to be speaking more there. Um, and I'm, I'm excited also about publishing, mm-hmm. doing some podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. And, and really just getting this started and having people really reconnect to each other. Yeah. And be the impetus, be the, be a part of seeing that enrichment take place. Yeah, and you know, I think it's a beautiful thing, and there's more and more demand for that kind of stuff that yeah. we need. I think the more that we, we have go. distancing phenomenon, the more we need to have yeah, you need the to mindfulness balance it out. Yeah. and to have the mindfulness to reconnect. Absolutely. I completely agree. Well, what are you grateful for right now? What's the biggest thing you're grateful for? Oh, gosh. Go with the heavy-duty question. Heavy-duty question right now. That's um, right. <laughs> I would say that what I'm grateful for right now is having fantastic, positive cheerleaders in my life. And, That's important. Yeah. And some amazing relationships mm. with people and also with the world around me. Anybody you want to give a shout out to for your cheerleaders? Oh, for my cheerleaders. Everything from, you know, mom to my puppy to my my best friends you know got it they all they all make a positive impact on me yeah and i hope on them <laughs> <laughs> you hope it's returned right? returned right very cool well where can they find out more about you well you can go to connectandthrive.com that's the website super and then everything else can be discovered from there in regard to podcasts and things like that awesome well, thank you so much, Anita. This has been a pleasure. I uh, I really wish you success. I think it's a, a beautiful thing. Thanks. Thri- I like the message that Thrive and Connect. And I think, like I said, there's always a demand for for that stuff in the future. We are growing increasingly more informationally active and polluted. And I think the more chances that we can hear a positive message of mm-hmm. connection and taking time to breathe, yeah. I think that's super and just valuable. To, to be who we are naturally. It comes to us naturally. Yeah, absolutely. We just get so far away from it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, that concludes our interview on creating a life you love with Anita. She is a positivity coach and her Thrive and Connect business is something to check out and, and look and see where it fits into your life. You know, ultimately, these interviews that I have with people, my goal is to share their message with you so that it can contribute to your life. If you know anybody that would benefit from this episode. You never know the difference it'll make. Share it with them. Check out Anita's website and look at that message and how it relates to your life. Even if you don't end up going or anything like that, check it out and see what does today's message mean to you. Connect and thrive. You're hearing it for a reason and see where it fits into your life plan. Thank you for your support in the show and helping me create a resource for people to empower themselves in creating a life that they love and by hosting these amazing kinds of conversations. And thank you again, Anita. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. My pleasure. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next week. You're listening to the Dance of Life podcast with your host, Tudor Alexander. Join me weekly as I discuss my most meaningful life lessons and strategies on entrepreneurship, transformation, gratitude, and how to dance your way through life. 
For the latest content and bonus material, make sure you get subscribed using your favorite listening platform. And if you like today's episode or want to contribute to a future episode, share your ideas and keep the conversation going at danceoflife.com. And remember, life is short, so you might as well learn to dance your way through it. Until next time, I'm Tudor Alexander, and this is The Dance of Life.